Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's another edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. I'm back. Oh, you made it through your horrible, horrible malady. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> the um, chiggers. Chiggers, that's what I had. Oh. Oh, the I thought, itching. I thought it was Cotard's, Cotard's malady oh, or whatever it was. That too. Yeah. Uh, then there was the uh, Africanized killer bee sting. Yeah. Got that? That was bad. Mm. Oh, you never want it on your elbow. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a terrible I, spot. I see that it's the swelling has gone down. down. Yeah, now. that's yeah. good. I mean, before, but it looked, you know what it looked like at a softball in my elbow. Wow. Oh, it's terrible. Very tender. Did you, you lance touch. that? Repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly. Just, yeah. And when you lance it, it just sprays. <laughs> it hit the opposite Do we want to start the podcast <laughs> over? Oh, my God. It's so bad. <laughs> yes. It's still draft time, technically. <laughs> it feels like a million years ago. But now is the time when te- we've got Dynasty Leagues already drafting. Yeah, They're rookie drafts. They're rookie drafts yep. already, Matt. Mm-hmm. And we're here with our own rookie draft. Two rounds, 24 players. The order we would take guys in. And you and I are pretty different from the, the published ADP okay. of a lot of these yeah. players. Which I think is healthy. You know, yeah. let's give people some different viewpoints from what they're hearing traditionally yeah. about where rookies should be going right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what what places do you look for rookie ADPs when you when you are looking stuff up like this? Um, see, you know, I have friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm good friends with the people that own football guys, yeah. Rotowire. So yeah. I tend to use I tend to use those okay. as as some of my go to places. Yep. How about you? Uh, I, I I like to look at fantasy pros and mm-hmm. and then the DLF guys, Dynasty League Football. Yeah. They, they do good work as well. Oh, no so, doubt. This is right in their wheelhouse. Yep. This is absolutely it. So yeah, I, we were looking at you know different things between mm-hmm. the two of us, and and we came up with guys in totally different spots than a lot of the consensus. Was. We did. Of course, you sniped me a few times. I'd like to think I got a couple of your guys. Couple. But, well, let's let's talk through the first round. We'll begin with the first round and we'll get to the second round uh, after the break. 
I gave you the first pick. Who yep. did you take first overall? I got the odds. You got the evens. So I took Brees Hall of the Jets, number one. Consensus number one across Consensus the board. Consensus number one across the board. And for me, I think he's just the most talented runner in the draft class draft class. And I know that you're going to make the case that Kenneth Walker is yeah, because we've already had this argument. We did <laughs> three weeks ago. Yeah, we had this exactly. same discussion. Yeah. Um, the offense in New York looks like it's just improved immensely with the additions this off season. And Michael Carter is kind of more of a change of pace yeah. guy to me than a full on first and second down runner. And I think that's where Brees Hall fits in. Um, Jets I clearly agree with you. Or yeah. They wouldn't have spent the draft capital on Brees Hall. Also, I don't, I've been burned enough collecting lots of rookie drafts and rebuilds and stuff, rookie draft picks. I've been burned enough in the past by really focusing on landing spot and making that be the tiebreaker. The Jets, it does look like there's, you know, other mouths to feed there and he might not get as many touches as maybe Walker could in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just default to the guy who I think is the best player on the board. So I'm totally I, fair. I, I'm going to go with that. I, I don't want to overthink it. Don't want to make it Clyde Edwards Elaire over a couple of other good runners or something like that because yeah, he ended a, up in Kansas City, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and There's I think to be said we we talked ourselves into that that year too. I did. So uh, I was very excited yeah, about absolutely. his landing spot, and I'm still still baffled that they haven't been able to wring more value out of Clyde Edwards Elaire. Yeah. Uh, so the number two pick traditionally here, it's been it's going wide receiver. Okay. But for me, I did not and normally I lean wide receiver. Sure. Because when you draft a wide receiver at position two, you usually have like a you know an eight-year-long starter. And you know, you've got a great wide receiver in a great spot to you be very hope. good for a long time. Most of these regular listeners know how I I feel about do the opposite and investing in non-running backs because of the length of their careers and everything else. But I just can't get one wide receiver that feels like the match that I want between talent, location, quarterback, sure. long-term viability. Yeah. And nobody's hitting the sweet spot of all of those that things. That Venn diagram doesn't come all the way together. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't, you know, like a Justin Jefferson or... Mm -hmm. I don't know, many others recently. Uh, well, a great example uh, from last year in Cincinnati. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase. Of course. You know, that's, you know, it felt like, you know, perfect both, landing Both spot. ended up with quarterbacks who were viable quarterback one fantasy starters yeah. in leagues. Right. CeeDee Lamb, another example. Yeah. So I decided I'm just going to go running back. I thought Kenneth Walker was the best running back in this draft, the most explosive. And I like Brees Hall just fine. I mm -hmm. think he's going to be very, very good. I just love the explosiveness that Kenneth Walker brings. And I just don't see Rashad Penny as, as any real <laughs> He can't hold down that here. Fort. Come on. And apparently Seattle doesn't either because yeah. they also dread, you know, they re-signed Penny, so they like yeah. him. But you know, they but they spent the draft capital on Kenneth Walker. You know, we have a long history with Rashad Penny. He mm -hmm. was, he's been good for one month yep. out of his entire career. I think Kenneth Walker is a special player, and I think Penny will be a little more than a change of pace back before long. Now, two things before we move on. When you're doing dynasty rookie drafts, in my mind, I tend to want to grab those running backs when I feel like it's the last piece I'm adding to my team. I want to trade up and get those running backs and, and, and see if I can put everything together. I got all my wide receivers. I got my tight ends. I got my quarterbacks yeah. are ready to go. Running most people back. do the opposite. Yeah, of that, most people the do the opposite they, because like, I, your, your window with a running back is probably four years at best. 
you know, let's most, hope. Most, yeah. That's an, almost an ideal scenario to yep. get four viable years out of a rookie running and, back. And like you said, your your window for a wide receiver could be eight, ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that that's important. But the second thing, is this the end of a tier in the rookies this year? And we should mention rookie, that we're rookie running backs ro- or no, all rookies, all, all the rookies. I don't think so, because there are good receivers here that have that. I think there are good. There are too sure. many good receivers. To me, this is not the end of a tier. Do you, okay. do you believe it is? I, I kind of think it is. I think it's the first two picks. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be these two guys in whatever order they go. And if, if you if I would have taken Kenneth Walker, would you have taken Brees Hall number two? Yes. OK, but again, so, because I don't think sure I, again, I don't think the Venn diagram for all these receivers yeah. comes together. And now we're going to go to number three and I'm looking and going, okay, best receiver, best available. receiver yeah. available. Which one do I like the best? And so to me, it was a choice between two. It was Drake London or Garrett Wilson. I went London for the same reason. I think the Falcons chose him over Wilson. He's just a massive physical mismatch on the field. And yeah. I like that. He instantly slides in as the feature receiver in Atlanta playing a similar role to that, that AJ Brown played in the Arthur Smith offense in Tennessee. So, but the other thing I like is he's not the only target there. Yeah. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Cordero Patterson. They have some other guys that are weapons on that team. And actually, if we could keep going down, I have a lot of Atlanta <laughs> that, that I'm taking. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm kind of investing in the Atlanta way right now. And I, 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 I kind of like it here. Just wish we had quarterback stability. And maybe, it, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe there will be long term, but you know, right now I can't tell you who the starter is going to be next year. I can't tell you who the starter is going to be in week one. Well, that's good. You know, that could be up for debate. I, so, and, although and I think it'll be Marcus Mariota. It probably, but I have a feeling Atlanta's going to want to see a lot of Desmond Ritter, but we'll talk about him a little later. Yeah. But is it, is that at the end of a lost season? You know, is that I think it's going to be a lost and, season anyway, you know, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Right, so I'd pick four. Garrett yeah. Wilson was my selection. You said you were between London and and Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer Wilson because I loved what I saw from Zach Wilson in the second half of the season after he came back from injury and was a dramatically better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Reportedly. Worked out a lot in the offseason. He's lost some of the baby fat pictures where he looked like young Tom Brady. <laughs> he just right, still looks like a baby. <laughs> and while I know some people are scared off by Elijah Moore's strong finish last year, mm-hmm. man, you know, there, there are dozens of teams that keep two good receivers fantasy relevant. Are, are people talking themselves out of Jamar Chase last time at this year because of T. Higgins? Some. And I mean, then all the drops. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, foolishly. So, yeah, I went Garrett Wilson here. I love the deep speed. Uh, the opportunity to immediately start. And he will immediately start. Week one yeah. starter for Garrett Wilson. You had pick number five. Where did you go? Um, I. Th- this is where it got dicey for me. And I think that was the end of another tier for me. Um, Traylon Burks is the next guy. Uh, he's in Tennessee. I think after London and Wilson, uh, that's probably the tier. Burks, Olave, and Sky Moore are the next tier for me. And I took Burks here. He's good enough player to be a first-round talent, as we've highlighted over the last few weeks on this show. And he landed in a spot where he's easily the flashiest name on the depth chart, but not in such a spot where he's going to be doubled on every play because Robert Woods is there in Tennessee. Well, at some point. At some point. Austin Hooper is also there. And they're respectable enough names that... NFL defenses aren't going to leave Robert Woods and Austin Hooper wide open on the field and just cover Traylon Burks. So I, I, I think that Burks will have the ability to have some space and 
Tennessee really drafted him as the replacement to A.J. Brown, and I think that he kind of hops into that role, and let's see if he can roll with it. With pick number six, I went with Sky Moore for Kansas City. Mm -hmm. If I were to ask you who is the best wide receiver on Kansas City at this time next year, who's the probable answer to that question? <laughs> oh, I, I, Sky guess Moore. It, I guess it's Sky Moore. It is. Because Juju Smith-Schuster's on a one-year deal. Right. And Marquez so, Valdez-Scantling is nothing special. And Mecole correct. Hardman is nothing special. Correct. And we're, we're looking at Sky Moore. He's right. probably the next guy up. He could be Patrick Mahomes' go-to receiver for four years, five years, six years. We Especially have, with Travis Kelsey, you know, looming toward the end of his career. Lumbering. Lumbering. Um. I like yeah, I like Sky Moore as a player anyway. Mm-hmm. You get the the quickness, the footwork, the balance, the fact that he was productive at all levels of the field. There's a lot to like about him there. And I'm just not scared off by Juju Smith-Schuster and me, Cole Hardman. Together, those two guys, who they both feel like they're young, but they've combined for eight seasons and have managed one 1,000-yard season between them. I'm just, I'm, they don't scare me. Sky Moore is, a, you know, they put, a, they put real draft equity into Sky Moore. And I think I want Patrick Mahomes' first best, first and best receiver. Yeah. Juju is surprisingly young still. I think he's only like 25 yeah. or 26. He got into the league at an incredibly young age. But I see your point there. And if Juju works out, they'll probably re-sign him in Kansas City. But other than that, Sky Moore's probably the guy for maybe the best quarterback in the league. So... Agreed. Yeah. Well, who'd you do with pick number seven? Uh, I have Chris Olave of the Saints. Um... Some people are like, can Jameis Winston support a wide receiver one? Well, yes, he's done so with Mike Evans. Uh, And if Michael Thomas is there, can Jameis Winston support two wide receiver ones? Well, he did it with Evans and Chris Godwin a few years ago. Uh, The Saints need Olave to work out so badly (laughs) to (laughs) unlock this offense. They They need it more than just about anything. Uh, A single good wide receiver just makes that offense functional, but two good wide receivers. Mm -hmm. If Michael Thomas comes back and he's actually healthy, why that opens up everything for Alvin Kamara. And all of a sudden this team is a completely different team and maybe one in playoff talks. Yeah. So uh, what I like about Olave was all the deep, big plays that he made for Ohio state. And now he pairs up with the YOLO stylings. Maybe he wasn't super YOLO last year. He was pretty conservative last year before the injury. You know, I thought that too, but then I looked up his, his average throw was 9.2 yards was, it was his average, his average pass. Okay. When he was with the bucks, it was 9.5. Okay. So, you know, they really didn't dial him back as much as I thought they maybe he just got better. Maybe that could be the interceptions were way down. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I'm, We'll find out whether or not Jameis Winston is ultimately the answer here or not, but I at least I like the short-term pairing. With pick number eight, I chose Christian Watson. Obviously, he steps right in as the Packers' number one wide receiver, and it's not close. Is it? It's not close. I mean, it isn't Alan Lazard kind of like the de facto number one just because Aaron Rodgers is such a weirdo and so fickle about who he throws the ball to that you have to pass the Rodgers test and, you know, be in his inner circle in order to have a pass thrown at you. He'll take anything he can get (laughs) at this point. And the Packers liked Christian Watson so much. They gave a division rival two second round picks to get him in the second round. Yeah. 
Um, that's that tells you a lot about how their esteem for Watson. And Watson's got some special traits. Great deep ball receiver. He's tall, lanky. He's a leaper. He's a finisher. Tons of scoring prowess after the catch. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he pairs with Aaron Rodgers. Now, it feels like Aaron Rodgers is at the bitter end of his career. He's under contract for five years. <laughs> and it's not like the last three of them are, are phony, voidable years or anything. Yeah. You know, Rodgers and apparently the Packers feel like he's got plenty left in the tank. Sure. And I will take, even if Rodgers gets 10% worse each of the next five years, he's still going to be better than most of the, the quarterbacks in the league for a Absolutely. long time. What did you decide to do with pick number nine? So this was kind of my first reach out of the zone of what the rookie ADP is. And I went with James Cook out of Buffalo. Um, I think that Devin Singletary is just a guy. He looked and pretty good last year. I, I, he, I know, but we've seen three years of Devin Singletary. I know, I know. And the first year, he basically had that backfield all to himself. So much so that the Bills were like, let's get Zach Moss and give him a year and a half worth of work in the backfield. I don't think the Bills think he's special. So I think that James Cook, if he is indeed mm-hmm. special, has a real shot of maybe not taking over this role, but being the 60 on the 60, 40 split in this role. And if you look at what they have in that backfield, they haven't had a really good runner in that backfield since Fred Jackson left. And that was a long time <laughs> Marshawn ago. Marshawn Lynch. I, I think Fred Let Jackson was after I Marshawn think he was Lynch. Too. Um, but the way the bills offense runs, Josh Allen is going to do crazy stuff with the ball, which means design runs, rollouts, read option plays that's set up for a guy who can, get out in the flat and run her out and catch passes. I think that's set up for James cook to be a really good runner in, in many systems and, and, you know, a flex starter in in fantasy. I'm going to challenge you on this because I don't like cook very much in this offense. And, and here's why I think he is a pedestrian runner. Who's a very gifted receiver. Mm -hmm. And Devin Singletary is a decent receiver. And I think a better runner based on the guy we saw, in the second half of last year, which was shocking because usually guys don't get better in year three. Running backs don't get better in year three, but Singletary did. So it feels to me like at best, it's a blended backfield. And then we always have Josh Allen housing touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like James Cook is going to be like a three, four touchdown a year guy. We're, we're getting down to the point in this rookie draft where I'm starting to look at guys like, where's, where's the upside? Where's the guy who can be a starter? And well, there's the guy who's the guy that you did not take and that I'm not going to take. But every listener is going, where is Jameis Williams? Why hasn't somebody taken him? Well, not yet. And here's the bad part. I'm not taking him either. No, because I got a big take on Rashad White. I really like this guy. And I think he's going to he's going to bypass Leo Fournette for the Bucks Mm -hmm. sooner than later. And I just, I didn't want to let him slide any farther down the well, track. Did you hear his comments about uh, coming into Tampa Bay? Tell me. He said he was coming into Tampa Bay to win the job, Attaboy. not to compete for the job. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to win the job. Good. I and, like that and, attitude. And, and, and he, he has the attitude that he's going to take this job from Leonard Fournette and run with it. I would have otherwise taken Jameis Williams here. Just Jamison Williams, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, you'll need to decide for yourself if you think, is Leo Fournette like a special talent is Leo Fournette super durable it does he still have long-term viability I think the answer is no no and no (laughs) Leo Fournette's none of those things 
He is a <laughs> capable running back yeah. who, who Tom Brady trusts. Sure. He's not. I don't think he's that special That kind of goes a way. long no, way, it though. Does. No, it does. <laughs> and he's been good. Don't get me wrong. What's more, I think I think White can earn the starting job at some point this year if Tom Brady trusts him enough to take over the starting the starting role. I think it can happen here. Sure. White's a do-everything-back. Elite pass-catching ability. He can run inside. He can run outside. Get this. 44% of Rashad White's touches last year resulted in first downs or touchdowns. Wow. That is some heavy productivity. And right a touchdown there. is a first down, according to live scoring, if you use <laughs> yeah, right. first downs as, as a, a, as a, a, a right. point metric. There you go. Yeah. All right. So now it's pick 11. Yeah. I and got Jamison Williams. Here. Finally ends yeah. for Jamison Williams. Um, he did fall too far. Um, the did. talent is unquestioned. Uh, he's fast. He's elusive. He can catch all this stuff. I think he gets majorly dinged for a couple reasons. Um, we don't know for sure if he'll be healthy enough to start the no, year. Off we the know ACL. he will not be healthy yeah. enough to start the year. And he landed on the Lions. And while Amon Ross St. Brown had a really good stretch at the end of last year, you got to remember that was when TJ Hawkinson was out. Yeah. And for the Lions, like four other wide receivers, they had well. nobody else to throw to. And the goofball is still the quarterback there. So, Suddenly, there's a few mouths to feed in Detroit, and we might not get Jamison Williams till halfway through the year, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a 2023 play, and Correct. you're looking at the Lions having a new quarterback and Williams fully healthy in 2023. All right, so let me let me just posture this for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. If Williams, if you're not playing to win in 2023, 2022, if you're not yeah. playing to win this year, where would you have taken Williams? How far up does he move? Uh, that I mean, in my mind, if I'm a good trader, and I kind of believe that I am, if I'm looking at a draft and I think it's going to fall the way I do, and I think he might fall to 9, 10, 11, I'm not going to take him with the high picks. I'm going to try to trade down and gain some extra draft capital. That's no answer to I, this question. I mean, he's, prob- he's probably worth a 5th, 6th, 7th pick right in there. I think you're right. The final pick of the first round, and we're not really doing the, you know, the sure. the snake draft or anything. No. We're not trying to match pair up people, but the twelfth pick, the last pick of a typical first round. Um, I took Jahan Dodson, and he goes ended up at Washington. You mean Josh Doxson? Do- Josh Doxson? <laughs> you remember Josh do. Doxson of yeah. the Washington football well, commander whatever team. they are, right? Yeah. Um, I think had he landed in a different spot, I think he'd have been he'd already been drafted. Sure. Uh, but this is not the greatest spot in the world. Yes, I'm nervous about Carson Wentz, but we are talking about a guy who threw 27 touchdowns last year. That's mm-hmm. not that bad. And that's a number he's hit. Carson Wentz has hit 27 touchdowns in half of his NFL seasons. Mm-hmm. If he can get to 27 again, we already know Terry McLaurin's just not a touchdown score. Terry? His, his average, Terry McLaurin averages five touchdowns a year. Okay. So I've got 22 unaccounted for. Carson Wentz touchdowns. McLaurin also heading into the final year of his yeah. rookie deal. And he's kind of been rumored to be on the block like A.J. Brown was, Debo Samuel, that kind of thing. So there's a chance here that Dotson ends up in a and being a bigger part of this offense than I think a lot of people think. And I don't hate Carson Wentz as much as most people do. And mm-hmm. he's he's been able to wring productivity out of his receivers. You know, Pittman was pretty good last year mm-hmm. and his tight ends were pretty good in Philadelphia. So hopefully he's going to get uh, he's going to be able to use some of the speed and separation that he showed in college. And, you know, that's you know, that's why I took Dotson here at 12. 
Let's uh, let's put a let's put a bow into the first round. Yeah, tie it up with a bow. Here I go. We'll come back and Twist. we will go through the next twelve rookies in our rookie dynasty draft. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. Segment number two, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Matt Harrison with you. I didn't properly introduce you at the beginning. Of it's the okay. They, they know me by now. into lancing my elbow. And <laughs> next thing you know, we're just chatting. Sorry about that. I think they figured out who I am after. This is now my 10th year on the show. Yeah, Gosh. I've man, made it a decade. A decade. Wow. We've gotten right. old together. It's kind of scary. You were a young man when this started. I know. Yeah. There's gray hair in the sideburns now. Only the sideburns. Just Be glad. the sideburns. Be glad. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, still it only 41. Come on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go to the round number two. We've uh, we've already talked through our 12 players that sure. are off the board so far. Let's go to the 13th pick. You are up. Uh, I took George Pickens out of Pittsburgh because the Pittsburgh wide receiver factory has proven success. Uh, Kevin Colbert, the GM there, has drafted a wide receiver almost every year since he took office. And here's the names. A few names that he's uh, had success with. Santonio Holmes, Mike mm-hmm. Wallace, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders, Martavis Bryant, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. They've Man, all been only, drafted. Only one of those guys turned out to be a relative bust. All the rest pretty much hit. Which one is the relative bust? James Washington. Okay. Yeah, he's still in the league, though. He's in I the mean, league. Yeah. He's not even on the team, though. Yeah. Um, but all have been viable fantasy starters at one point not or another. Uh, he yes. did He did miss on Marcus Wheaton in the third round in 2013. Oh. And Limus Swede. I don't even remember that guy. 2008 second round pick. Second Limus round. Swede. Damn. So he, he missed on two. Out of the last 20 years. Jeez. Um, also, we didn't draft him here, but I will give an honorable mention to Calvin Austin, who I think was drafted in the fourth round by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who really like him as well. He We'd did, have gone two more picks in our draft, I would have taken Yeah, him. so I think Pickens and Calvin Austin are both very interesting guys. Deontay Johnson, 
Probably not on the Steelers in a year or two. You think so? Man, he's good. Pittsburgh is giving up on every one of their wide receivers. They just keep going through the factory. The only one out of those guys that they signed long-term was Antonio Brown. Look how that worked out. It, it it did work out for a couple of years. Oh yeah, for a while. I mean, he yeah. was he was the top wide receiver in fantasy for four years straight. But other than that, unless you're so, going to be the top wide receiver for four years straight, Pittsburgh's going to let you walk. With Pickens, you get the big body. Yeah, you get a guy who you know he's not Chase Claypool big, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a bigger, rangier receiver sure. who can bring in downfield contested catches. Everything that Calvin Austin isn't, who will be their little water bug guy. Um, and I think there's touchdown upside in George Pickens and mm-hmm. touchdown upside that Deontay Johnson doesn't usually have. Yeah. And, and the touchdown upside that we all want chase Claypool to maintain from his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He didn't really show it last year. Maybe Pickens steps in and just kind of steals that from chase Claypool at pick 14. I took Damian Pierce from Houston. I got an NFL probable starting running back at pick 14. Yeah. Of our I, rookie draft. I, I was considering him a pick or two above, but I, I just couldn't get past the last two receivers. If nothing else, Pierce is going to be a rotational back and the definite goal line back. Mm-hmm. Cause man, is he built for it? Just a wrecking ball, the thick build, the powerful running, the punishing finishes. He's got shocking burst and footwork for a man, his size, good balance. There's so much I like about him. It was just weird that they didn't use him that much at Florida. I think he had yeah, one, we, one we game. We talked about that when yeah. we were highlighting the runners coming in. One game with more than 15 touches And that, that was the thing we were worried about is Florida didn't seem to figure out how to scheme him enough touches. So yeah, it's is, weird. Is it something that, you know, just college coaches didn't figure out in the NFL will? Who knows? Don't know. But Pierce is built for goal line use. There's going to be goal line opportunities in any offense, even Houston. Not a pass catcher, so he's not going to help me PPR-wise. But mm-hmm. I do believe that Pierce, in year one, will be a fantasy flex opportunity most weeks. Sure. Let's go to pick number 15. Who did you take? I, I took Isaiah Spiller of the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Uh, I think we all like the talent and the profile of Spiller coming into the draft, but we don't like the landing spot because we love Austin Eckler. Everybody yeah. loves Austin Eckler. Now, he turns 27 years old next week. He missed six games in 2020 with injury, and he really wasn't right that whole year. Um, Saw a handful of games where he just wasn't as efficient as he was back in 2019. Mm -hmm. He was okay last year. He could have been better. I'm seeing him go as like early ADP's pick number three in fantasy drafts. I I, I was one of the the guys who was on Austin Eckler Mountain. I'm kind of getting ready to jump off of that mountain. I don't think that he's going to have a full workload this year. I think Isaiah Spiller Mm -hmm. is going to cut into it. I do too. Because when Melvin Gordon was there and taking regular touches, totally different, totally different coaching staff, totally different coaching staff. But that's when Austin Eckler's efficiency was through the roof. And then Mm -hmm. Gordon left and we're all like, look at the efficiency. He's Christian McCaffrey. If he gets to just like a a double the touches as he did last year, he kind of was though. He kind of was, but so I'm I'm a little nervous that the end could be closer for Eckler than uh, we're all letting the on. End like career end, dude. Running backs just disappear. No, they, they fall do. off the face of the earth. That's faster than anything. It's 100 percent true, but there was no indication last year that that was coming. And I agree that Spiller is going to have a role in this offense, sure. and they'll use it to extend Austin Eckler's career. If I'm starting a dynasty league right now. 
Austin Eckler is a guy that I'm not going to have on my roster. I think again. <laughs> I, I think I'm shocked you're, to hear you say this. You're thinking about you it. and I have been on have been as heavy a proponent yes. as of Austin Eckler's over the last two years as anybody. So I'm a little surprised you say it, but I do think Spiller will will take ten ish total touches a game out of that offense, mm-hmm. and that will that will hurt Austin Eckler. But Eckler is still a special back. That, oh, I, that Spiller I, I, is. I'm not. I'm not doubting the talent. I think that there is another runner there that can take touches. I think that he's going to still be very efficient, but he also does turn 27 and the end comes quicker than you think for running backs. And by, by their 28th birthday, there's not very many running backs who are really good in the league anymore. At pick 16, I took John Mechie for, for Houston. So I went Houston, Houston. Good for you. Really want to double down on that Houston offense. That awesome Texans offense. The Texans liked him so much. They spent pick 44 on a wide receiver coming off a December ACL. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to play for a while, but he was highly productive with even with all the competition at Alabama. He was highly productive. Here's what Nick Saban had to say about John Mechie. The guy's the epitome of what you look for in a wide receiver. He is tough. He plays hurt. He plays physical. He gets open. He makes catches. He makes plays. He never complains. I'll take that. Perfect. Now, part of my rationale is that I am a believer in Davis Mills. I was talking about Davis Mills at this time last year, Mm -hmm. that I I liked him for Houston and thought he would be a factor for Houston. He was better than I had even hoped that he would be. And I think Davis Mills is a legitimate NFL quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a top five quarterback, but I think he's going to, I think he will be better this year and will emerge out of this season as a middle of the pack NFL starter. And those guys get, those guys can feed fantasy points. Well, I think it's important to note that the Houston Texans also think that because, you know, they passed on Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis. What? Four or five times. times. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't think there was a need to change. If Davis Mills, if everything we knew about Davis Mills today was apparent and Davis Mills was in this draft, he'd have gone in the first round. He'd have been the first quarterback taken. Probably. Let's go to pick number 17. Uh, I took Tyler Algier, uh, my second Falcon. If you believe that Cordero Patterson will be the quote-unquote running back we saw in the first half of last season, Algier's probably not your guy. Yeah, but Cordell Patterson fell off the face of the earth and basically from Thanksgiving forward. Absolutely. And and Atlanta re-signed him, so they they think that there's value in having CP84 on the team, but... If you watch how big and physical Tyler Algier was in his highlight packages from BYU, you know he's got a shot to be a legit 15-touch guy touch guy in this offense. And yes, it's the same Arthur Smith offense that used a big, physical, bruising running back and had him run downhill So you're all calling... The you're he's calling the next Derrick Henry. Henry. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's totally it. Yeah. Drop Austin Eckler, <laughs> pick up Tyler Algier, it'll all work out. No, um, but I... But honestly, there's a path for Tyler Algier to be the thunder to the CP84 lightning, and... The Falcons are going to maybe use Patterson more in a Debo Samuel style role, which I think uh, gives him more upside than he is if he's you know lining up in the backfield for twenty yeah. carries a game. So um, I, I think that uh, Algiers kind of a really interesting guy. I I believe he's going to be one of those rookies that's going up the ADP uh, in July and August for us. Zamir White found himself in a lousy spot, mm-hmm. Las Vegas. 
for running backs. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I'd like to live there. Yeah, it's not allowed to. You know, you'd, you'd like to live there? Yeah, I would. That'd be fun. Really? Yeah, it'd be nice. You're talking to a guy who just survived six months of Minnesota winter. I mean, Vegas sounds great. I, I like to visit Vegas, though. I think it would be ruined if you lived in Vegas. See, I like don't. the allure I, and the magic of Vegas, yeah. which is, I mean, what if I live in St. George, Utah, which is about a uh, 70, 80 minute drive. Perfect. To Vegas. There you go. All right, there. We'll do that. Zamir White needs probably a year before you're going to really get good dividends out of him because there's already Josh Jacobs at Kenyon Drake, but the team just denied Josh Jacobs the fifth year rookie tag. They so did. that happened. Kenyon Drake is just a guy, and he's on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Next year's starting running back right now looks like Zamir White. Dude's ripped. Super muscular, physical, known for his burst. He punishes tacklers, which I love. He's um, He looks like a fantasy touchdown guy. I think he's going to be a scorer in this league, and it's okay. just a matter of whether or not it comes through this season. So, you know, I'm going to sit on Zamir White for a year and then see what I got next season. Okay. Uh, I took Jalen Tolbert with the 19th pick in our draft. Um, he's in Dallas, and we all know that CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver one, and Michael Gallup is coming off late-season knee surgery, and he's the wide receiver number two. But Mari Cooper, he's gone. Cedric Wilson, he's gone. After that, it's the aforementioned James Washington yeah. and Jalen Tolbert. And Tolbert's a small-school guy who fought his way into the third round of the draft. And my guess, he fights his way into the starting lineup. If Gallup's going to miss some time Mm -hmm. and who knows after that, if he's really good, this could be a guy who's maybe the wide receiver two in a Dak Prescott offense. And that's a guy that I'm interested in. Do you think he can get past lamb and Gallup to be wide receiver two? I mean, he doesn't have to get past lamb to be the second wide receiver on that team. Lamb is wide receiver one, one on that team. Okay, yeah. just, just get past Gallup is yeah. what you're saying? Just got to get past Gallup. Yeah, that's true. Just got to gallop past Gallup. All right. At pick number 20, I took Malik Willis, much like the real NFL draft, <laughs> an ignominious <laughs> fall for Malik Willis here. At this point... And this is our first quarterback off the board. First and quarterback, we're, we're 20, not play, pick 20. Yeah, we're this not, is not playing super a super flex. flex so. It's not super flex. But how about, where would you take... Malik Willis, if this was a super flex draft, since he's I the still, first QB off the board. I still think I wouldn't have taken him in the first round. I think he'd have been the top of the second round in okay. super flex. All right. Too much risk here. Mm-hmm. But your upside is significant. I mean, everybody knows everything there's to know about Malik Willis. There's, yeah. I'm not telling you, I'm not going to talk about his style or anything else. I'm here for the running mm-hmm. and may, and the hope that Malik Willis can find himself in a position to be a starting quarterback and go run me for a bunch of touchdowns and a bunch of yards. That's it. That's pick 20. What'd you do at 21? Uh, I took the next quarterback off the oh, board. Oh, started a quarterback run. Yeah, hey, and it's uh, Desmond Ritter, not Kenny Pickett. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to take Pickett here for a second and actually wrote him in the document, and then I contacted you, and I was like, I'm going to change my pick since you're, <laughs> you haven't gone yet, and I changed it to Desmond Ritter. Why? I think the Falcons are in clear YOLO mode. They traded Matt Ryan. They added weapons to the offense. Probably not enough to challenge for the division, Mm -hmm. but they're in a spot where they have to see what they got with Ritter and Mariota. And Ritter was only a third round draft capital. So that doesn't prevent Atlanta from drafting a wide receiver or a quarterback in the first round next year. I think that they're going to see everything that they can out of both of these quarterbacks this year. Use it as the proving ground for 2023. And 
that means Ritter's going to get a shot to, you know, be the quarterback of this team. So I'm flipping a coin and I'm going for it. He's got Kyle you're, Pitts. He's I got think Drake you, London. I think you just told me you're, you're drafting Desmond Ritter, even though they're going to spend a first round pick on quarterback next year. If he doesn't work yeah. out, Atlanta has no reason that they wouldn't spend a quarter, spend a first round. Well, we're a pick 21. Yeah. So we're, we're in high risk, high reward sure. territory. So there's that, I guess. Mm-hmm. At pick number 22, I'm with wide receiver David Bell, who finds himself in Cleveland. Now, of course, Cleveland brought in Amari Cooper. But after that, there's there's Nothing. really nobody to threaten Nothing. David Bell from walking in and being a starter as early as week one. He's not a flashy player. He is a productive chain mover who's got just a very good overall game. But he's not explosive. He's not hyper-athletic. Mm-hmm. He's not going to rip off 70-yard runs. But he can move chains. I think if, I view him as a poor man's. Mm, well, I view him as somebody that in a typical week, you could flex start a guy that you want to get six catches, 60 yards. And a do, do you look at him as a, a Cole quarter. Beasley type? No, I don't think I don't think he's that slippery, to be honest. <laughs> I, I really don't. He's not as slippery as Cole Beasley. Let's pick him up. No, I, I don't think he is. <laughs> So, you know, this is more about opportunity, I think, than like massive upside talent sure. in, in David Bell. But I just think he's going to be a consistent guy. You know, we don't know yet when, at what point he'll have stability at the quarterback position. Well, that's I mean, a whole other question. We, but we'll worry we, about that down the road. Yeah, There's we'll, a dynasty we'll find draft. out more about that. Soon. All right. Your last pick of the draft is up. I uh, was going to go take Pickett again here, but then right. I, you I, were going to take him last no, pick. I, but then I didn't. I, <laughs> I thought it'd be more fun to t- talk about the best. Uh, tight end project in the draft. Uh, Uh, Except you didn't get the project over there. Uh, Trey McBride uh, is backing up Zach Ertz in Arizona. Ertz will turn 32 this season. This is a future play though. As we always say on fantasy football weekly, rookie tight ends do nothing. And Brian's going to chirp back and say, Oh, Kyle Pitts made the pro bowl. Kyle Pitts was the fifth player taken in the draft. Kyle Pitts scored one touchdown and it wasn't in the United States of America. (laughs) Um, so this is a future play. Uh, Ertz is probably the main guy this year, but we're probably looking at McBride to be the main contributor in his second year, 2023. Ertz just got that new deal. I'm nervous about Ertz sticking around a while. I'm not nervous because he's old. Yeah. So old. 32. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's nine years younger than me, but he's so old. Uh, the, the tight end I like and the why and the guy that I took with the last pick of the draft was tight end Jelani Woods. He's gigantic. <laughs> I love this. I love this kid. Oh he's, man. He's uh, by the way, funny. The last two picks were tight ends. Um, and I'd rather have Woods than McBride because he's a freaking beast. He is the tallest, heaviest wide receiver in the entire draft class. He's six foot seven, 253 pounds. He is built for end zone use. He's, uh, is that, by the way, scored eight touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing when I say six foot seven, biggest, heaviest, you might think of this lumbering guy mm-hmm. who can't get open. But here's I th- the thing I think of Lurch from the Adams family. Very really. similar. Yeah. Um, especially in the haircut. Mm-hmm. It, Four, he ran a four six forty, and the way that they used him at Virginia, he they, they just run him down the seam, and he's <laughs> wide open, he's humongous target, and here come these passes into the end zone, and we know the Colts love their tight ends. We mm-hmm. know Frank Reich loves his tight ends, and he's just got to battle 
Mo Alley Cox for time at least this year. And Mo Alley Cox is and Mo just Alley a guy. Cox is just a guy. He's also really big. You know, but Matt it, Ryan threw to Levine Toyololo, who is also a super <laughs> giant man. Well, and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jelani Woods, last pick of our of our draft. Okay. I even in Superflex, I don't think I don't think many of these quarterbacks. You can make a compelling case for many of these quarterbacks. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. I don't think we'll start at the beginning of the year, but uh, with the NFL schedule release coming out, the the early season schedule for Pittsburgh was incredibly hard. Mm. So it might be a good thing that Kenny Pickett's not starting and they're going to maybe throw Mitch Trubisky to the wolves and it'll be sad trombone ski for a while. Do you want to find the yeah. button? <laughs> um, wait, Oh, hold no, on. Hold on. There it is. So it might be sad Trombonski for the first sad Trombonski new father, by the way. Oh, congratulations! So now a, a little cornet. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I if I had had one more pick in the draft, I would have gone quarterback. Okay, I would have taken Matt Corral. Okay, and because I'm intrigued by him, he's he's a wiry guy, but I like the arm strength. Mm-hmm. I think he's got he's a really good athlete. He's got some running ability to him. I'd have thrown a, dra- a, a pick on him if we'd have gone just even one more selection. And he's in Carolina mm-hmm. where he's... Uh, opportunity. Opportunity is there. I mean, he could win the job from Sam Darnold, that's for sure. How about uh, Sam Howell, who has never had a steak in his life? Well, he's never had non-chicken. <laughs> the only meat he's ever <laughs> he's, eaten is not. He's like chicken. Corey Cove. He is the Corey Cove of the NFL. Wow. That member was, uh, who was it, Marinovich, that had never had pop? Soda. Wasn't that his dad? No. Yeah, his dad wouldn't <laughs> not, let him. I think. Allowing him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's hey, look, it worked. He got to the NFL. He did on a chicken diet, full chicken diet. That guy is waiting for a Raising Cane's uh, sponsorship. There we go. You think they'd be in contact with him already, or KFC, or Popeyes, or whoever? Yeah. You know, Chick Fil A. There we go. Yeah. Although, if it's <laughs> the, see, here's the problem with the Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. If you get the Chick-fil-A sponsorship as an NFL player, get ready for the, yeah, that guy, that guy never performs on Sundays. There you go. That's totally See, that's it right the problem. It's, it's the Sunday thing. It's like, I, I, I don't eat Chick-fil-A on Sundays because I'm playing. Oh, you could do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that might be the positive spin on it. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. End of a, a rather lengthy edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't remember what's on tap. For next week's show, but we may go. We'll look at that document. That yeah, we right. Made that, I mean, that we got it mapped out. I, I just haven't looked at it lately. We'll get to the bottom of get to the bottom of that. Thanks for listening to the uh, to the full podcast, and we'll talk to you in one week. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.